my name is Bill Crockett, and welcome to the Biblical Counseling Series entitled, Let's Talk Marriage, a biblical look at marriage and what it involves before we do it. God bless you as you study together. Well, we're on lesson number 11, our 11th session in our series called Let's Talk Marriage. And in this particular lesson, we're going to talk about the steps to take whenever you're having conflict within your relationship. The title of this session is, How Do We Fix This Mess? The comment is, I'm afraid our marriage is over. What have I done? And the reality is, we all go through difficulties, no matter what our relationship is, whether it's marriage, whether it's our siblings, our parents, um, our friends, our co-workers, we're human beings. And so as human beings, we're going to have conflict from time to time. But the wise person and the Christian doesn't quit just because there's conflict. They learn how to work through the conflict. How do we fix this seeming mess that we're in? How do we solve the conflict? So what we want to do in this session is we want to look at four basic steps that we need to take whenever we find ourselves in conflict. So, when you get married, or if you are currently married, and you're having issues with your spouse, here are the four steps you need to go through to help resolve your conflict, to fix the mess. I'm going to give you the four steps, then we're going to go back, and we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about each one of them. Uh, One of them in particular we'll spend most of our time on. But let me give you the four steps, and then we're going to look at Colossians chapter 3, and we're, we're going to talk about these four steps together. Step number one, check your priorities. When you start to have conflicts, the first thing you need to do is check your priorities, and there are five of them, and we're going to talk about those in just a minute. Number two, communicate honestly. Not telling the truth or not speaking at all or telling a half-truth is never going to help you solve your conflict. You've got to learn to communicate honestly. Then number three, after you've checked your priorities and you're communicating honestly, then you've got to commit, number three, to forgiveness and loving each other. If your goal is not to learn how to forgive and love, then you're always going to end up with this selfish motive of trying to get our own way. And so we've got to be committed to forgiveness and loving each other. And so when you're trying to solve these issues or work through your your conflict, you've got to make sure that you check uh, your attitude and that it's one that seeks forgiveness and one that wants to love. And then finally, number four, If you're in a conflict and you've checked your priorities, you're communicating honestly, you want to forgive and love each other, but you still can't seem to to come to the place where you can agree and solve your conflict, then seek out good Christian counseling. Find a pastor, an assistant pastor, a Christian counselor that can help guide you through biblical principles that will bring you to a place of resolution so you can get your conflict resolved. So, with these four steps in mind, let's go back and spend a little bit of time talking about each one. We're going to read Colossians chapter 3, and we're actually going to read several verses in Colossians, but we're going to start, first of all, 
with the, the first step to fixing the mess, and that is checking our priorities. Colossians 3, beginning in verse 1. Paul says this, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. The first thing that we want to look at here is the checking of our priorities. And um, the first of these priorities, there are five priorities that we need to check. And by the way, I'm going to list them for you in order of their importance. So your number one priority is that Christ be first in your life. So when you're going through conflict, the first thing you do is check your priorities. The first priority you got to check, am I putting Jesus Christ first in my life? Is there something about this conflict that is selfish, it's worldly, it's not what Jesus would want? So is Jesus being put first in my life? The second thing, the second priority you got to check is your own issues come second. That's your second priority. Now, what am I talking about? A lot of times what we want to do whenever there's a problem is we want to point out everything that's wrong about our spouse. I don't know if you realize this or not, and I'm being facetious, uh, because I know you do. The only person you can control is you. And so when I'm checking my priorities, my priority, first of all, needs to be that Jesus is first in my life. In this situation, am I doing what Jesus would want me to do? The second thing I need to check is to make sure that I'm looking at myself and not at my spouse. If I'm trying to fix everything about my spouse, the conflict's never going to get resolved. My spouse has to take care of their own issues. I have to take care of my issues because I'm the only one that I can control. I'm the only one I can do anything about. Look in Colossians 3, verses 5 through 11, as Paul talks about the issues that deal specifically with us as an individual. Verse 5, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. By the way, notice he didn't say your spouses, to yours. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You, talking about me as an individual, you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. But now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. So what is he talking about here? What he's saying here is, I need to look at myself Am I having trouble with anger or rage or malice or slander? Am I having trouble with greed or evil desires or lust? Check my priority. I'm having problems with my spouse. Am I putting Jesus first? Number two, am I taking care of myself? Am I making sure that I'm doing what is right personally? Then number three, you've got to check your attitude toward your mate. 
Look at verse number 12 of Colossians 3. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you and over all these virtues. Put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. I've got to make sure that what I just read is my attitude toward my mate. Not anger, not jealousy, not bitterness, not trying to prove my way over theirs. I've got to make sure that my attitude toward my mate is one of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, and love. Now, you're wanting to fix this mess. You're wanting to solve your conflict. This is how God says you do it. I can't solve the conflicts in my marriage if my attitude toward my spouse is not what the Bible just described. So check your priorities. Am I putting Christ first? Am I dealing with my own issues instead of just looking at my spouse? Is my attitude toward my mate the right kind of attitude? Then priority number four, am I fulfilling my role in the home? In Colossians chapter 3, beginning in verse 18, the Bible describes the roles in the family, the wife, the husband, the parents, and the children. Verse 18, wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. A lot of times conflict arises within the marriage because we're not fulfilling our role in the home. Wives being submissive to your husband's leadership. Husbands loving your wives and caring for them and not being harsh with them. That means you're not the boss. You're not the Lord and she's the servant. You love her. She is your most prized possession. She is your greatest treasure. You love her, and then that makes it easier for your wife to follow your leadership. Ladies, support your husband. Love him. He has the responsibility of leadership in the home. And when you support him and love him and let him know that you realize what a big responsibility that is, it makes it easier for him. So are you fulfilling your role in the home? And then finally, priority number five, and this may be the most common reason for conflict in a marriage. Priority number five is your relationship with those outside the home. Are you allowing relationships outside the relationship with your spouse and your children to interfere with the relationships at home? And a lot of times this happens. Quite often it's parents or in-laws that get involved or, and I don't mean to sound harsh, but they stick their nose in where it doesn't belong. You've got to remember, when you get married, you leave and you cleave and you merge and become one. You're forming your own family unit, which now takes priority over the family unit you came from. You cannot allow the old family unit to take over your new one. 
it does not have that place of priority. Now, in your study guide on page 42, I have printed for you there a biblical relationship priority chart. Let me just explain this to you real quick because this may be, of all the things you learn in this series, this one little chart may help solve more problems in the future in your marriage than any other thing you get out of this entire study. If you'll notice, the chart looks like a target. There are circles. It begins with an inner circle and then it moves outward. And you'll notice that each of the circles has been labeled with a different relationship. Now, at the bottom of the chart, I've given you the basic principles. Principle number one, the inner circles or the relationships represented by the inner circles should always affect the outer circles or the relationships represented by the outer circles. For example... God is the innermost circle. That's the most important relationship in your life. The second one out is your spouse, then your children, then your church or your ministry, and then others, extended family, and your job. Here's an example of how the inner ones affect the outer. If your relationship with God is right, then it's going to affect your relationship with your spouse, your children, your church and ministry, your family, job, everything else. If your relationship with God is not right, it's going to affect the outer circles. The second principle is the outer circles should never interfere with the inner circles. For example, and this is the most common, you'll notice that um, the fifth relationship out, the one farthest out on the priority chart is others, extended family, and your job. Extended family is that old family unit you came from, mom and dad, brothers and sisters. That relationship is the furthest one out. It should never interfere with your relationship with God, with your relationship with your spouse, your children, or your church and ministry, which is unique to your family unit. So, Check your priorities. Where are you? Is Christ first? Are you dealing with your own issues and not pointing fingers at your spouse? Is your attitude toward your spouse correct? Are you fulfilling your role in the home? And are your relationships with others in the right priority? Or are they beginning to interfere with your relationship with your spouse and your children and so forth? So first of all, check your priorities. Number two, Communicate honestly. Colossians 3 and verse 9 says this, Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Do not lie to each other. Nothing will destroy your relationship any quicker than dishonesty. Please, please, please learn to communicate honestly. Now that means, first of all, you've got to communicate. Don't hold things in. Talk to each other. You should never have secrets. Talk to each other about everything. Then you've got to talk and communicate honestly. Don't hide things. Don't tell half-truths. If you make a mistake, just explain it, admit it, and deal with it together. If your attitude toward each other is correct, there'll be forgiveness and love, and that will take care of these conflicts. It'll keep Satan from getting a foothold in your marriage. 
So check your priorities, communicate honestly, then commit to forgiveness and loving each other. You got to learn how to forgive. That's true in any human relationship because we all do wrong. We have to learn to forgive and make loving each other a top priority. Colossians 3, 13 and 14 says we are to forgive the way Christ forgave us and that we are above all else to love each other, which is what binds everything together. So once you've checked your priorities, you're communicating honestly, you're forgiving and trying to love each other. If you're still struggling to come to an answer with your conflict, then seek out a Christian counselor or your pastor and let them help you out. I appreciate you listening today. I hope this has been a huge help for you. And we've got one more session and we'll be done with the entire series called Let's Talk Marriage. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this session of Let's Talk Marriage. For a copy of our study booklet or more information on the entire series, visit our website at www.fycp.org. And may God continue to bless you and your relationship. Have a great week.